6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Imagine a school that takes learning outdoors, teaching healthy living, and exposes students to nature. Plans are in the works for a new charter school in Parkland County that would do just that. It's a partnership with the University of Alberta and the uh, YWCA Camp uh, Yowokas. To find out more, we're joined by Dr. Doug Klein, who is a family physician and a professor in the Department of Family Medicine at the U of A. Dr. Klein, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Question for you, it is pie day and we've been having some fun on the text line. I know we're talking about healthy living, but what's your favorite kind of pie? Uh, my favorite is apple. Uh, my mom made a, a, a great uh, apple pie, and, and that's <laughs> still been my favorite. Uh, takes you back later. in time, eh? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dr. Klein, tell me, uh, give me an idea about this, the, the, the charter school. What, what is the goal of this? Yeah, the goal of the charter school is to increase the health and well-being of, of children um, by doing several things. One is we want them to develop uh, meaningful relationships with their community. We want them to spend more uh, more time outside, getting being physically active, learning about the world around them, um, and we want to. Um, decrease the role of technology that mm. um, that uh, plays in in our children's lives. I'm interesting interested to know about how you would plan or how the the in class learning would then work with the out of class learning. I mean, you could you could learn about. I don't know, osmosis in class and then turn around and go outside and and learn about it in nature. And I think that, you know, that might be a really cool way for some kids to learn. Yeah, that's exactly what we're what we're hoping is that um, that yes, that some instruction needs to happen in the classroom. But um, there's an amazing classroom um, outside the door, and um, at Camp Yowokas, there's 60 acres of, of this beautiful uh, space uh, beside uh, Lake Wobbleman where where students can learn firsthand the way the way the world works um, um certainly math science um arts <laughs> all sorts of things can be can be uh taught outside so i watched um, a documentary or a, a segment on 60 i think it was 60 minutes a couple of years back and it was talking about a school in the states who was that was doing this that was getting the kids outside for a big hunk of their day and they were talking about um the the impact on learning and how much the kids were enjoying it and how much more kids were enjoying school instead of just sitting in the class all day is this program is is this plan based on anything uh models elsewhere and and if so i'm curious to know what the success has been like at these other schools that maybe that you're you're following in the footsteps yeah, so we're we're certainly inspired by some of the forest school examples that have sprung up um, um, in in Canada and, and around the world. Um, we do want to uh, do more than just um, create a, a forest school, and and that's where where. Um, 
We really want the school to be a, a bridge between the, the health and, uh, and education sectors. Um, and we want the, we want, um, we want children to come out of school with those important life skills so that they, they, yes, they know about nutrition, but they also know how to cook. <laughs> um, um, we talk a lot about physical literacy, mm -hmm. which is, um, if you're not familiar with it, it's actually like the, the alphabet of movement. And so the same as you, you need to know the alphabet to be able to read is that you need to have those basic physical literacy skills to be able to, to, to move safely. And so when you're thinking of a sport, the sport is made up of multiple physical literacy skills. And so we want to make sure that, that, that um, kids grow up with that full complement of physical literacy skills. Um, and moving even to, to sort of mental health is that mm. we want them, like obviously mental health has been a, <laughs> been a big uh, issue um, um, with the, the, the pandemic, restrictions, isolation, all of that, is that we want, we want kids to grow up with their, their skills that will keep them um, happy and healthy. And so when they are, when they're feeling down is that they have strategies that they can turn to, um, people that they can turn to, um, and, and to, to help them when they're struggling. Dr. Klein, I'm wondering, um, you know, you touched, uh, you mentioned off the top of our conversation about um, wanting to decrease maybe the dependence on, on technology or the, the use of technology. And, and you know, it's... In technology is such a huge part of all of our lives now, and I can understand that you know a lot of folks would think that maybe you know uh, a lot of us, not just not just kids, but adults as well, are using and depend on technology way too much. How do you find that balance in the classroom? Uh, you know, at at, at the uh, the Change Health Charter School, how do you find a balance? Yeah, so we we certainly will have technology in the classroom. Um, technology is is a, a very useful tool, but where we really want to focus on is using the technology in places where it enhances the teaching or um, enhances the learning. Um, where we want to get away from technology is what we call sort of recreational screen time. And so um, we, we know that like there's the 24-hour movement guidelines that have been, been put out for, for adults and children, but particularly for children is that we know that recreational screen time needs to be limited to two hours a day. And so um, a lot of kids are actually getting their two hours um, probably while they're at school between sort of a, <laughs> their bus ride in, lunch, and, and a bus ride home. And so what we really want to do is we want to, to really have recreational screen time at zero yeah. um, during the school hours um, and teaching um, and part of it is it is a habit like I think most of and you may may feel that way I know that I feel that way mm -hmm. myself is that sometimes I'm addicted to myself yep right? absolutely and and so um, but we know that you can get away you can you there are habits that you can build that yes is that a matter of oh yeah you when you when you get in the house you actually put down your phone 
you plug it in, you leave it, right? Mm -hmm. You don't carry it around with you everywhere. Um, there, there's not having your cell phone as your alarm is a is a skill that um, that you get an old school alarm so that your <laughs> your your phone is not actually beside you when you sleep, um, and it makes it hard for you when you are lying in bed and you remember, oh. Yeah. What, what's the weather tomorrow? And and if your if your phone is downstairs or in another room, is that it's it's hard to you you just it's that much harder to to go and pick it up, right? I, I, um, I guess though, Dr. Klein, there's got to be some people out there thinking though that why do we need a school to teach that to our kids? Um, I think that that um, there. When we think of raising our our children, I think there's a lot of influences. There's certainly is that um, there's there's parents, there's family members. Um, they're probably one of the biggest influences. Um, but school, they have our children for sometimes eight hours during the day, and so there's a lot of examples that are being are being done at that time, and so. My my school teacher spends often spends more time with my child than <laughs> than I do yeah. during the week, uh -huh. right? And so is that they're actually a, a bigger influence. And so if we are actually sort of all working towards um, these some of these same goals, we're going to be much more effective in passing on those habits for our children. So what about uh, so where does it stand? My last question for you then, uh, Dr. Klein, before I have to let you go, where does where does all of this stand? Because this is still in the early in the early parts of getting it together. Yeah, so um, we're we're recruiting families that ha um, that are going to um, sign up as an expression of interest um, in the charter school, and once we have a hundred families, we will go to the government for for their formal approval, mm -hmm. um, um, and. Um, after that, then they will let us know is that when and, and when we can open. And um, the typical timeline is about a, a year, a year and a half. And so um, I, the sort of gear we're looking at sort of September 2022. Are you are you getting lots of interest so far? Yeah, there's been a lot of interest given that we we just uh, it's been only about four or five days yeah. since we we launched. Is that um, I haven't received the the uh, the numbers from after the weekend, but I knew know that um, as of sort of Friday there was about uh, 55 children that had already uh, mm. um, signed up as being interested in the charter school. Well, Dr. Klein, please keep us updated over here at 6:30, Chad. You can drop me an email. Let me know what's happening uh we'll be we'll be fascinated to to see where this goes thanks for making time for me this afternoon
Yeah, no, my pleasure. Yeah, take for care. Me. Dr. Doug Klein, one of the uh, the folks uh, behind this Change Health Charter School, which will teach, it's, it's kindergarten to grade nine, and it will go along with Alberta curriculum, right? But we'll also be doing a big part of it, you know, accessing the outdoors. Interesting.